April 30th. As we look into the New Testament today, we'll be reading from the book of John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 28. Now, John had two purposes in mind when he wrote the gospel to prove that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and to invite people to believe in him and be saved. His evidence for the deity of Jesus Christ is threefold. Number one, the miracles he performed. Number two, the words he spoke. And number three, the testimony of witnesses who knew him. The Creator came, as is outlined in the first part of our reading for today. Compare this passage with Genesis chapter 1 and note the emphasis on light and life. They're the same. Moses wrote about the old creation, but John wrote about the new creation. Jesus is the creative Word and the living Word who reveals the Father to us. In His many miracles, Jesus showed His power as Creator. He is a faithful Creator, and you can trust your life to Him. He came with grace and truth, not law and judgment. That's good news for you and me. He revealed the Father and gave the Holy Spirit to those who trusted Him. He is the Lamb of God who alone can take away sins. The blood of lambs covered the sins of the Jews, but the blood of Christ takes away the sins of the whole world. And with that, let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. April 30th, John chapter 1, verses 1 through 28. In the beginning the Word already existed. He was with God, and He was God. He was in the beginning with God. He created everything there is. Nothing exists that He didn't make. Life itself was in Him, and this life gives light to everyone. The light shines through the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. God sent John the Baptist to tell everyone about the light, so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was only a witness to the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was going to come into the world. But although the world was made through him, the world didn't recognize him when he came. Even in his own land and among his own people, he was not accepted. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn. This is not a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan. This rebirth comes from God. So the Word became human and lived here on earth among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen His glory, the glory of the only Son of the Father. John pointed him out to the people. He shouted to the crowds, This is the one I was talking about when he said, Someone is coming who is far greater than I am, for he existed long before I did. We have all benefited from the rich blessings he brought to us, one gracious blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses. God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. But His only Son, who is Himself God, is near to the Father's heart. He has told us about Him. This was the testimony of John when the Jewish leaders sent priests and temple assistants from Jerusalem 
to ask John whether he claimed to be the Messiah. He flatly denied it. I am not the Messiah, he said. Well, then, who are you? they asked. Are you Elijah? No, he replied. Are you the prophet? No. Then who are you? Tell us, so we can give an answer to those who sent us. What do you have to say about yourself? John replied in the words of Isaiah, I am a voice shouting in the wilderness, Prepare a straight pathway for the Lord's coming. Then those who were sent by the Pharisees asked him, If you aren't the Messiah or Elijah or the prophet, what right do you have to baptize? John told them, I baptize with water, but right here in the crowd is someone you do not know who will soon begin his ministry. I am not even worthy to be his slave. This incident took place at Bethany, a village east of the Jordan River, where John was baptizing. Courage, strength, leadership, bravery. Sheep followed the leader. They followed the herd. They don't know where they are going. Many times they are led to the slaughterhouse, but they keep following. They don't lead. They don't use their mind. A lion leads. It's about having the courage to stand and fight for your life. Having the strength to go bravely in your own direction. Even if others walk away, you tread your own path. Only you know what's best for you. Only you know what path to take. Only you know your courage, your strength, your heart. Everyone has the heart of the lion inside of them. Let it out. Let it scream out of you. Like the lion, unleash the beast in you. Attitude is what you think, what you do, and what you feel about yourself. Attitude is everything in life. Guess why? Whether you rise or fall, everything is based upon the attitude that you showed up at that moment. Your attitude determines your altitude. Listen carefully. I've been through tough times. I've experienced it and I want you to know that it wasn't my money that brought me this far. It was my attitude towards life. It was my attitude to keep going when the going gets tough. That is the lion attitude I'm talking about. The question is, what is your attitude towards life? What do you think of yourself as I'm talking to you now? Do you think of yourself as how God thinks of you? Or you think of yourself as how friends and family members think of you? You need the lion attitude. The attitude to take charge of your destiny. You need the lion attitude that says, I can. You need the lion attitude. The attitude that says, I will, because I'm bold enough to fight. You need the lion attitude if you are standing in for greatness. Real lions, they are hungry when the time comes for their mission. Lions are not followers. They are leaders who lead the rest of the animals. Become a lion. Be fearless. 
Don't talk. Walk the talk. Real lions that demonstrate who they are. A lion does not seek respect. They command respect and authority because they know they should be respected. Be a lion. A ship follows the leader. A lion leads. It's about having the courage to stand and fight for your life. Having the strength to go your own direction. Even if no one believes in you. Follow your heart. Only you know what is best for you. Only you know the path to take. You have the heart of a lion inside you. Let it out. Don't fit in. Stand up and use your gift. The lion is certain. There are no maybes with the lion. This is my decision and I will attack until the outcome is mine. No one will push me around. No one will tell me where to go or what to do. If I want something, I will go after it with everything I have inside me. The sheep is not certain. That is why the sheep follows the herd, not knowing where they are going, not caring, just drifting through life, being pulled and prodded, being sheared from head to toe until there is nothing left to give. And that is what I see in many of you, life, the world, and society is shredding you of your very self. Head to toe, you lose your own unique footprint. You become what others want you to see, not what you want to be. Don't let anyone push you around. Be like a lion. Roar so loud with your own spirit that no one will doubt you ever again. No one will question your goals. No one will dare challenge you again because you certainly will shine through like the lion. You have that heart, the heart of the lion. Today we're reading Psalm 101, verses 1 through 8. We'll learn that determination and dedication characterize this psalm as David says, I will nine times, and he'll use the word shall six times. He wanted a perfect, that is a blameless heart, not a perverse or twisted heart, or a proud heart. Now to be perfect before the Lord does not mean to be sinless. It means to be sincere and without pretense. John called that walking in the light. David wanted justice in the land and the city, just as we do today. But civic righteousness must begin in the heart and in the home. Yes, we need honest people enforcing just laws. But we also need godly people living holy lives, starting at home. We must be careful what we look at and listen to and with whom we fellowship. In a world full of illusion, we must avoid lies and must walk in God's wisdom. Now, unlike David, we do not have authority to execute judgment on the wicked. 
But if our hearts and homes are what God wants them to be, our influence will be felt in the city and also in the nation. Psalm 101, verses 1 through 8, a psalm of David. I will sing of your love and justice. I will praise you, Lord, with songs. I will be careful to live a blameless life. When will you come to my aid? I will lead a life of integrity in my own home. I will refuse to look at anything vile and vulgar. I hate all crooked dealings. I will have nothing to do with them. I will reject perverse ideas and stay away from every evil. I will not tolerate people who slander their neighbors. I will not endure conceit and pride. I will keep a protective eye on the godly, so they may dwell with me in safety. Only those who are above reproach will be allowed to serve me. I will not allow deceivers to serve me, and liars will not be allowed to enter my presence. My daily task will be to ferret out criminals and free the city of the Lord from their grip. Proverbs chapter 14, verses 13 and 14. Laughter can conceal a heavy heart. When the laughter ends, the grief remains. Backsliders get what they deserve. Good people receive their reward.